Hello, everybody. Welcome to For the Girls in the final race preview of the season. Even though Red Bull has taken constructors and its first ever one-two in the drivers' championships, there is still a lot at stake as we head into the weekend. So can't believe the teams are doing this crazy trip from Vegas to Abu Dhabi. I'm sure they are exhausted, but last race of the season, here we go. With that, I'm Tiggy. And I'm Chessa. Okay, let's talk about this track. We are at the Yas Marina Circuit, Y-A-S. The circuit is located on Yas Island. It's just east of Abu Dhabi. Um, and it's like this new major tourist destination that they're trying to drive traffic to. So what better way to drive traffic to a tourist destination than set up an F1 circuit there? So it is a newer circuit. Construction started there in 2007, completed in 2009. It's also supposedly one of the most expensive circuits to build in history. I think Las Vegas might have just rivaled that. But at the time that Yas Marina was built, it was built on the man-made island and it reportedly cost $1 billion. So yeah, F1's just getting more and more expensive, but at the time that was the most expensive um, circuit to ever be built. It was also reconfigured in 2021 to allow for more overtaking. It's got a marina area that some people think rivals Monte Carlo, and it actually has the Yas Viceroy Abu Dhabi Hotel right in the middle of the circuit. So the circuit actually passes underneath it, which is crazy. So Big names, big boats expected this weekend. We will see how it goes. A press release that I saw put out by some like local boating group in in Abu Dhabi with like sort of like a manifest of all of the different boats expected this weekend. So hopefully we'll see a lot of cool stuff. <laughs> My favorite are always the names. Uh, for the circuit, 5.3 kilometers, 53 laps. Max has the lap record here from last year. So two DRS zones as well with a speed trap, plus some challenging corners and even a few slow speed corners, which will make for nice overtaking opportunities. Hopefully some good racing because we were very much treated in Las Vegas. And I think we expect nothing less now. I know. It's kind of, thank God Vegas was at the end of the calendar because if it was at the beginning of the year, we would have expected a lot more from the rest of the season. <laughs> So talking about last year's race, it was, <laughs> I was going to say it feels pretty representative of last season overall, but it feels like every race in the past two years has been representative of the whole season, especially this year. But last year, Max dominated the entire field, outperformed Checo, and then there was some sort of disappointment up and down the grid, notably for Mercedes and McLaren. But the big storyline was the Red Bull and Ferraris up front with the excitement at the very end with Checo chasing Charles for P2 in the race, P2 in constructors. Charles managed to take P2, which was just a silver lining for him, silver lining for the team after they had had a very frustrating season. And then, of course, we have to note that last year's race was the last one for Seb, Mick, and Latifi. Also, at the time, it was Danny's last race as well, which obviously is not true anymore. That was a sad day. I remember all the pictures with the full grid and Seb waving goodbye to everybody. So sad. And yeah. Mick and Latifi doing donuts at the end of the race. <laughs> Didn't Haas say Mick couldn't do donuts or was that a different race? I thought they Oh, I don't remember. He couldn't do them. Anyway, <laughs> let's discuss some major season finisher storylines. We know drivers 1-2 is sealed, constructors is sealed, but... The battle for P2 and constructors could very well come down to this final race. In fact, it is coming down to this final race. Mercedes currently has it, but Ferrari is only four points behind. So this is pretty wild. I think 
Mercedes has been looking so good all season, kind of temperamentally, but the past few races have just been so tough with the car. So the momentum feels like it's with Ferrari, honestly. It it definitely does. I mean, even though Sainz had his penalty in Vegas, between him making up his places and then Charles' P2 finish, they definitely have momentum on their side. And I think this is just so exciting because I can't remember the last time I went into a race with like a nail-biter sort of mindset where this is really make or break. And I think it's going to be really fun because it'll give us something really specific to focus on while we watch the race, which we haven't had, right? Like it's not like we watch the races focusing on a specific battle playing out because we kind of always assume that Max is going to win. So this is a, a welcome relief. I'm really excited. Yeah, we'll see. Last race was supposed to be that with Hamilton and Checo, but sadness. Women's health is so important and balanced hormones are key for that. We've been loving Hormone Harmony from Happy Mammoth, who's committed to making women's lives easier. Hormone Harmony contains adaptogens, science-backed herbal extracts that help the body adapt to stressors like hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. We love it because it helps us maintain optimal hormone levels and supports our mood and general well-being. There is a reason that one bottle of Hormone Harmony is sold every 24 seconds. For a limited time, you can get 15% off on your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use code F1Rthegirls at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code F1Rthegirls for 15% off today. For P4 in constructors, this is also close. There are only 11 points separating McLaren in P4 and Aston Martin in P5. McLaren is ahead of Aston Martin and, you know, I guess had a lot more momentum than Aston Martin did, but the past couple races, again, Aston Martin has performed really well. So this is big for Aston Martin after struggling in the back half of the season. Vegas definitely helped them gain massively with a double points finish for the team, a DNF for McLaren. So we're going to see. It comes down to the last race here. I My money's still on McLaren for this. I agree. Fun to see the fight. Yeah, McLaren deserves it because they just had such an outstanding back half of the season with them really just crushing the whole development race. Um, but again, and Aston serious. Martin, like they also deserve it as well. You know, they had a really great first half of the season, came in really hot when no one expected, no one expected them to, and it's been a little bit more toned down this back half. But I mean, I'm I'm cheering for McLaren here, but I I would be happy if Aston Martin got P4. I think that's that'd be super exciting for them. Yeah, and even if they don't, this would be a great season for them. Like having gathered a lot of data, you know, both like qualitatively and quantitatively on like what it really takes to win the development race end to end for a whole season. So we'll be looking out for that one. And then another storyline. This is just so exciting: the battle for P7. So further down the grid, we have the similar close battle happening between Williams and AlphaTauri for P7. Right now, Williams has it only seven points ahead of AlphaTauri, who's in P8. And again, like we talked about P2, we talked about P4, like those, you know, they're higher up the grid. They they obviously seem more important, important, but P7 is still important. P Finishing P7 instead of P8 means almost $10 million of prize money. So it's not small potatoes here. Not small potatoes. Is that a saying? I there's something similar to that. Okay, cool. I'm glad that you know what I was saying. <laughs> I'm catching your drift. Uh, <laughs> Logan's final race uh, this season. So his 2024 seat at Williams is still yet to be confirmed. So he does have just one more race left this season to show us 
what he's got, hopefully score some points. The Williams looked great at Vegas with regards to the straight line speed. So three long straights at Abu Dhabi could help him out here. It is a pretty technical circuit with some awkward and challenging corners, but hopefully Logan's going to go out there and show us what he is made of because we want him to get re-signed. But waiting for that amount announcement, speaking of announcements, James Vowles is officially on Instagram, which I was very excited to see. It, was, it felt like a very James Vowles Instagram launch. It was a very happy, happy first photo from him. He looked That's really cute. happy to be there. <laughs> and Botas's comment of, welcome, James. It's very so cute. funny. Like, I would assume that that would be a stipulation that all sort of like high profile team principals, drivers, et cetera, and F1 had to have an Instagram. But I guess it took him so long. Toto doesn't have one. I don't think. Remember when Seb made his last year? Yeah, of course. That was amazing. And then he dropped his retirement video on us like a sack of bricks. Are we expecting (laughs) an an announcement from James Vowles now that he's on Instagram? Maybe he'll use it to announce their second seat. I don't know. Which will be Logan, hopefully. Who knows? (laughs) A few see. other a few other things to look out for for this race. So as we all know, every team has to run two rookies in an FP1 session throughout the season. Red Bull has yet to run any rookies in an FP1 session this year, which is, of course, required. So this is going to be their race to do that. They have two rookie drivers driving in FP1. And I guess this just makes sense. Check on Max Need. No extra practice, literally nothing, because they've already cinched one, two in Constructors. So they're probably heading into the weekend feeling very, very chill. (laughs) I bet. Also, Pato Award will be driving an FP1 for McLaren. This was announced back in September, like right after we were at IndyCar with him and with McLaren. So it'll be exciting to see him out there on the F1 circuit. And lastly, while the F1 Drivers' Championship was won by Max ages ago in F2, it is a different story. F2 will be racing this weekend at Abu Dhabi. And there are three drivers entering the final race mathematically in contention for F2 Drivers' Championship. So that should be fun to watch as the support series this weekend. I love when they say like mathematically in contention because that probably means that like one crazy thing has to happen like when you're running all of these different like statistical probability scenarios. But very, very cool. Um, Okay, to wrap up this episode before we do our hot takes, Tiggy, we'll just hit two quick little news items. So – After Lando's scary and high-impact spin-out at the Vegas GP, I actually was watching yesterday or listening to his radio, and they had to ask him multiple times if he was okay before he responded, and when he responded, it looked like – it just sounded like he was, like, really winded, really in pain. It was definitely scary. So Andrea Stella, McLaren team principal, he said it was probably just a combination of fresh, cold tires and then, like, a specific bump in the track that ultimately – caught Lando by surprise um you'd seen like a lot of cars going over that bump and causing sparks so there was definitely a bump and that's what ultimately caused this scary shunt and he so he said for next year race organizers really need to focus on that specific bump and then just smoothing out the rest of the track so I think one of many learnings that the Vegas GP is going to try to implement from this year to next yeah, I'm curious what will change. I I mean, I guess I get logistically why you have to have the roads opening and cars driving over the track, but like my mind is like what if like a truck just goes over the road the wrong way and there's a pothole or a rock or something? Yeah. Like, I don't know, it just feels risky to have tons of traffic, normal traffic on the on the racetrack, but anyway, last piece of news 
DeVries signed for the WEC World Endurance Championship with Toyota for 2024. He is also, as a reminder, still racing in Formula E with Mahindra. So DeVries has a busy, busy schedule next year, but happy to see him in that championship. Wow, I can't imagine what it's like to drive two series at the same time. Yeah, pretty wild. Your brain probably has to be like code switching all the time. Exactly. Um, All right, hot takes. Final of the season. What do you got? I am going to say, okay, so I'm going to give you my hot takes or predictions for the different battles, and then I'll give you my drivers. So P2, sorry, Tiggy, I think Ferrari is going to take it Okay. from from Mercedes. I think P4, we're going to see McLaren take it. And then P7, I would like to keep Williams ahead, um, and I want Williams to keep it through Logan points. And then I also want to see a um, a McLaren win. I'm just going to keep saying it until it happens. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to say uh, Mercedes takes P2, keeps keeps it. Um, I'm going to say McLaren as well. I think they'll beat Aston Martin. And then I'm going to also say Williams. So we're two out of three the same, but I'm okay, going to say Mercedes for P2 instead of Ferrari. And then in terms of hot takes, I'm going to say uh, a double Mercedes podium. Oh, my <laughs> Okay, well, go big girl go. for the last race of the season. Damn, Tiggy. <laughs> Let's go. Wow. I'm ready. All right. With that, that is our final preview of the season, but we have lots more coming for you. Obviously, an Abu Dhabi recap. We will have a very fun special season recap with an incredible guest and then lots of stuff coming for you in the off season. I can't believe I'm saying those words, but we're not quite there yet. One more race. Chat soon. Counting down the hours. Bye. <laughs> 